Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. This week's episode of Pop Everything is brought to you by Audible, the leading provider of audiobook entertainment with over 150,000 audiobooks. To sign up for a free 30-day trial and download a audiobook of your choice to keep for free, go to audiblepodcast.com slash popeverything. Hello and welcome to Pop Everything, a podcast about pop culture and everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. And I'm the other host, Tom. Great. Yeah. We're doing so well so far. Yep. So far, so good. Um... Tom, what's new in your pop culture week? Oh, man. Um, I watched Arrow again this week, another episode. I don't care. Best show on television. Nobody cares, and that's, that's not a true It statement. is true. <laughs> it's categorically. You know what, actually, I found out about this week? I didn't realize that um, not only is it doing great for the CW, Tim. It uh, is, the network for teens. It is the uh, number one show in the UK, Hungary, and like somewhere else. Like apparently, it's doing fantastic internationally. Oh, Hungary loves it. Hungary, oh. the yeah. Hungarian sense of uh, superhero is, is strong. <laughs> yep, couldn't have put it better myself. I don't know, man. Uh, otherwise, pop culture. I don't know, Tim. I haven't. I haven't been uh, consuming much pop culture. Oh, you've no, just I been have. producing it, Tom. Yeah. No, I watched. Actually, I watched uh, the Wolverine, the movie. Oh, a comic book thing. Yeah, a comic book thing. How is that? Is it, that even out yet? Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> it was good. Um, it wasn't terrible. There, there's a very low. Uh, bar for uh these wolverine movies after that uh that last one yeah that uh the x-men movie the no the the wolverine movie where um remember it leaked oh yeah it's like three months early well that's what i want to talk about tom because yeah. everybody like that movie might have sucked mm-hmm. it but did also everybody judged it like laughed at it because the effects weren't finished <laughs> yeah. when they saw it it's like yeah, because you downloaded a pirated copy of it mm-hmm. that you weren't supposed to watch. You know the dude who leaked that? Like, he's in jail right now. He got, like, uh, I think he got, like, five years or something for leaking that. I mean, normally I think they, uh, uh, Hollywood uh, and the entertainment industry tries to go too hard. Oh, Tim, don't bite the hand that feeds us here. No, no, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, when they they're... go after the grandma who downloaded, uh, like, three MP3s or whatever. Right. Um, and, and whatever, those grandmas had it coming. 
That's what you always say about everything. Well, you know what? If you look statistically at uh, our uh, prison system, Tom, Mm -hmm. there are disproportionately small amount of grandmas in prison. Yeah, and so I I applaud the MPAA's efforts and the RIAA's efforts Mm -hmm. to lock some of these uh, horrible old women. I mean, who's the uh, the only grandma I can possibly think of that's in prison is uh, uh, Mr. Crisp's mother <laughs> from Kindergarten Cop. Yep, she, she's probably out by now. Let's face it, Tom. <laughs> she's probably dead by now. She, she's out one way or another, either walking out on her own or being wheeled out. You yeah, know what I mean? In a box. In a box. Uh, six feet deep. Yep. Serves her right for shooting at uh, that lady. Yep. And uh. Arnold's partner. Yeah. Or maybe it was Arnold. She shot Arnold, right? Uh, I don't know. I think bullets just bounce off him. You no, know, in real life, but in, in, in no, a movie, in the movie they pretended pretend like, like, yeah. he was sh- like, and like, oh, it hurts. Yeah. Um, That's why they can use real guns on set. <laughs> it's cheaper than playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that Wolverine movie. I mean, when I, I watched the, uh, the, the pirated uh, one, and it was like I didn't judge it on the effects that weren't done, but the effects that weren't done were hilarious. Just because, well, overall, and you see this, Tom, you see, if you this, see the seams on something, you're not going to like it as much. Oh yeah, but I mean, you see this in like um, a lot of uh, like you know deleted scenes and blooper stuff nowadays too, where it's like, oh yeah, here's a scene we shot. Uh, it, it was cut pretty early in the process, so we never bothered to do the millions of dollars worth of special effects. And it's hilarious because it'll be just this super high-tech, you know, they're in a spaceship and somebody gets uh, punched and then it cuts to just that person falling on a green bag and being like, ah. And then especially this, like, you know, Hugh Jackman gets up and he's like, you just did that to the wrong guy and puts his fists out and nothing happens. <laughs> and then he, but then he's pretending like he's got, you know, claws and he doesn't. Yeah, but do it's people not funny re- when... It's funny, but like I feel like that colors people's judgment of it. Yeah. And then no. people are like, they couldn't take it seriously because their, their suspension of disbelief gets messed with at that point. Like, at least if you're seeing it the way that they intended it to mm-hmm. be seen, that's the world that they've created. And you could judge it on that. Like, oh, they didn't do a good job of it. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't suspend disbelief. But like... It takes you out, even if intellect, because you always know, Tom, do mm-hmm. or do you, <laughs> that in the movies, Wolverine, like Hugh Jackman, the man mm-hmm. playing Wolverine, first of all, is a man playing a fictional character. You, he is immortal, though. And second of all, he does not have claws that come out of or, or that, that come out of his hands. Uh, I was under the impression he did undergo surgery a number of years ago. It was unsuccessful. He almost died. I know he did. It was shown in the movie uh, Wolverine Origins. Yeah, X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, uh, I mean, that Tim, was he's he's. I think this is the seventh movie he's played Wolverine, and uh, he's playing him for the eighth time right now in uh, Days of Future Past. So. You know, at some point along there, they were like, listen, Hugh. You're costing us too much money. Yeah, in the it's, at this department. point, it's just going to be cheaper for if you just let us put retractable claws in you. It probably would at this point. Somebody should do the math on that. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> He's got to fly around to do a lot of press for these films. <laughs> he can get a pass. 
They can give him a pass. That's just like I'm Hugh Jackman. I've got retractable claws. It's you know I have to for my career as a um, actor. Yeah, but then Hugh Jackman's like, I want to go away, uh, get out of the public eye for 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 a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. right? Let me go down to uh, Cabo, right? Mm-hmm. He's go he goes to Cabo, and everybody's like, Where's Hugh Jackman? And they come back. He comes back, and they're like, uh, Was he brainwashed by Abu Nazir? <laughs> What does that have to do with it? Because then they're like, oh, you can't oh, just let him on. now he's got claws. We yeah, gotta exactly. Be, we yeah. got to keep an eye on this yeah, guy. We can't, I wouldn't let him on a plane if I didn't know where he was for two weeks. He uh, could have been deprogrammed. Um, there was, <laughs> That implies that he's been programmed already. No. <laughs> he's been deprogrammed. From you know being Wolverine to being a, a terrorist yeah. uh, sleeper cell agent. Um, no, I think we got a movie here, Tom. Yeah, I think uh, we should get Hugh on the phone. Yeah, uh, get the Jack Man. That's what I call him. Me and him. Well, he, he'll be like, "Hey, T- Timo," and I'll be like, "What's up, the Jack Man? Yeah, Been doing some jacking, jackhammering, <laughs> jackhammering." Uh, well, you know who he's uh, very good friends with. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. No. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. No. Who? Richard Marks. No. Yeah, so, you know. Richard Marks does not like me, Tom. No, yeah. I think you're the, have... you're the better in yeah, for, for the Jack I think man. I, should, I yeah. should do the talking with him. Yeah. Because right away he's going to be like, oh, I heard about you guys, bub. Um, no, they... See, the thing is, I would agree with you that that movie, you could say that movie got a, a bad rap because so many people saw a DVD quality version with unfinished effects and but unfinished you don't know, edit. Yeah, you don't know like what scenes they were going to cut, right. which uh, alternate takes that they were going to use. But I will argue this, that that leaked. It, it leaked ridiculously early. It was like three or four months before it was supposed to come out. Nothing like that, I think, has happened before or since. Um, yeah, because they sent a man to jail for five years. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a disgruntled guy who leaked a work print. Right. Um, but uh, they always say a disgruntled person did stuff like this. Yeah, well, yeah, no, he's probably disgruntled, but I bet he was a nice enough guy, right? Uh, I don't know. Like, you have to know because that's the thing. Like, I completely whether the. You, the movie was unfairly panned or not, so many people saw a rough cut early on and were like, oh, this is shit. I'm not going to the theaters. Like, that definitely hurt how much money that movie made. Oh, definitely. They couldn't trick people into thinking, like... <laughs> that it was a decent movie. Yeah. Um, but I, the the thing is, that leaked so early on and it got such bad press right away that I'm sure... They change things because they were. Oh, like, they cut back the market. These marketing budgets. Not are no. I'm hundreds saying, of millions of dollars. Now. But I'm saying they change things in the movie because oh, they sure. were like, oh, this didn't play well. But I read. But you know what else they do? Tons of test screenings yeah. where it's officially sanctioned and they're showing their own property on their own terms. Yeah, but this was also the kind of thing. Like a, a lot of the problems people had with it were um, that it didn't follow the rules that. It had set up for itself in previous X-Men movies. Like there were a lot of things where they could have gone to a comic book shop, just came up to somebody and been like, hey, what do you think if we uh, we put Deadpool in this movie, 
but this is how we're going to do it. And they would have been like, oh, no, don't do that. That's horrible. Just don't even bother. Don't put that character in the movie if you're going to do that. Tom, when are all you thick-headed idiots going to realize they don't care? Because you're all going to see them. should. Unless it leaks to the internet four months early, mm-hmm. they can count on all you knuckleheads it's- showing up to the movie uh, to the, showing up to the theater and plunking down $13 on the Friday it opens. And guess what? You don't like their Deadpool? They, they're, doing, uh, they're doing research to find out, well, what does a, uh, what does a 25-year-old woman, uh, what does she want to see in this movie? Because she's going to get dragged along to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <clears throat> we want, like, nobody, they, they have you guys in. They're trying to broaden their appeal so they can bring other people into the fold. I don't think that's necessarily the case anymore, though, because, yeah, there, there's a certain amount of people who are Then in why it. did they do it? Um, I don't know. Just why would they change it if not because, to broaden the appeal? Well, oh, yeah, to broaden the appeal, but it didn't work. And that's why I'm, I'm arguing for, well, then don't... It didn't work <clears throat> because you nerds were never going to like it, but... You were going to show up if you didn't get that crappy uh, leaked work print. Mm -hmm. You were going to see it just because it's a Wolverine movie, and they knew that. To a certain extent, but now more and more, you know, these these superhero, excuse me, superhero movies that pull it off, they make a lot more money. The Avengers, nerds liked it, regular normals liked it, and that movie made a billion and a half dollars or whatever. Whereas you look at a movie like Green Lantern, that it just kind of screwed up everything. Nobody liked it. It, it wasn't... I'm not saying they do it right all the time, but <laughs> right. I'm, t- I'm telling you there's a reason why they do it. Oh, yeah, and, no, and of course. And guess what? It's, it's, none of them care about you. Well, they should. Why? You're going to give I'm them your money maker. either way. Tastemaker. You're not a tastemaker. No, more and more, though, that's a thing that if... You're a tastemaker? <laughs> that I'm a tastemaker. Okay, this segues perfectly into what we're talking about this week. It's comic book movies. No, no. Oh, uh, but I, I was going to say what what happened, and actually this this does segue into I know, what I, I know you're going to... I you were going to say. Yeah, exactly. The, Tom, um, we're on the same wavelength here. <laughs> the, you know what we should do more often? What? Point out the segues. <laughs> right. And pat ourselves on the back about them. <laughs> Um, I watched a interview with the director of that movie of the X-Men origins, um, not the new Wolverine movie. Like I said, the new Wolverine movie, um, I enjoyed it. It wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't awful. And the reason why it wasn't awful was, um, they just didn't try to pack in a bunch of like random things. They weren't like, oh man, we got to have so-and-so show up and this person show up and this person show up. And that is cool when that happens sometimes, but it's a difficult thing to do. And this was very much just like, eh, it's a Wolverine movie, so let's just make sure Wolverine's in the whole thing. That's what people are coming to see. And it was good. Um, but I watched an interview with the uh, director of that first Wolverine movie. He has some movie out now. I forget what it is, but uh, I, th- I think it's doing okay. It's some sci-fi thing. Um, but they asked him about that movie, and he was like, here's what you have to understand. When we were making that movie, we were in Australia, which is, you know, what, a 12-hour time difference between Australia and L.A.? And nobody can uh, get in touch with Australia. (laughs) Right. It costs a fortune to make a phone call. It's 1700s over there. Um, But he said, we were waking up every morning to emails with new new, uh, pages for the script. 
and nobody was awake in LA when we were waking up and just getting these. And it's just like, here's Seems like what... a simple logistical hurdle <laughs> that they should have uh, thought about. Well, basically his point was they were just writing this thing as they went along because they didn't, they weren't sure. And it was one of these things of like, Oh, should we put Gambit in it? Fuck it. Just go write a three page scene where for no reason they go to new Orleans and Gambit's there. And you it know doesn't make any this, sense Tom? for the plot. Yeah. You know why they, they wanted something to show at Comic-Con? Yeah, no. And they, that's the thing. They, it's appealing to people. Mm-hmm. It's A, the nerds, mm-hmm. and B, the people who think they're in the biz because they have an internet connection. Well, the the um, I, th- I forget his name, but he's the head of Marvel Studios, which is in charge of all these movies now. He was on, I didn't listen to it, but I read like a quote. Um, I think it was the Nerdist podcast last week. And um, he said the way we time our shoots now or schedule our shoots is for Comic-Con to make sure that um, we're shooting the stuff we're shooting first when we are beginning a production is the stuff we can use to put together a trailer in time for Comic-Con, even if the movie is a year and a half away. Right, so they're like, oh, you know what? We need to build hype because the world runs on hype Mm -hmm. uh, because everybody's a goddamn moron. (laughs) And what's better hype for a superhero movie... Than a trailer and Comic-Con. When a bunch of uh, virgins are sitting in a room (laughs) in, in San Diego and they're like, oh, yeah, you know Wolverine's in this movie... Holy crap, who is is that Gambit? Up, no, up, no, up. And then everybody's is. like, boo, boo, I've never touched a woman before. <laughs> I don't like that uh, uh, when people portray nerds like that. Because that's, <laughs> like, that's just not, like how you're portraying Yeah, that's it. not the average uh, Comic-Con person no. now because it's all, uh, it's become oh, South it's, by Southwest. It's, yeah, it's you know. TV and movies. Like, uh, but, Tim, you can't find a damn comic in the whole it's place. It's engineered for hype. Yeah. So they engineer the movies for Comic-Con, which is engineered for hype, mm-hmm. and then the movie just comes to serve riling up some nerds to get some buzz going so they have a big opening weekend, and inevitably, everyone is let down in the end, and this all culminates when uh, the weekend before Comic-Con, uh, the, the guys from uh, DC and Warner Brothers are sitting around and like, I don't know, what should we do? Um, oh, I know. Let's make a whole movie with uh we'll tell them we're all we're we're going to make a movie with uh Superman and Batman. That'll drive that room nuts. Yeah. Without even thinking, ah oh, crap, then we have to make that movie, huh? Yeah. Uh, okay. We have to figure out who's going to play Batman. Um somebody has to figure out what the story's going to be and write it. Yeah. No, the the last Comic-Con And that's why everything sucks. The last Comic-Con um the Marvel uh the presentation or whatever was all about the Avengers 2 but when i say about they didn't have any footage to show they're they're not even close to starting to shoot this thing um and they just had like a cgi thing of uh iron man's uh helmet getting crushed into ultron's helmet and other, you know the bad I don't know guy what this means um but that movie doesn't come out till 2015 and they showed it they showed this meanwhile uh, you know, Thor two just came out a couple of weeks ago. Iron Man or um, Captain America is coming out, I think, in the spring. They didn't do panels for those movies because they've done panels for those movies for like the past two Comic Cons, 
because they're they're just so yeah, far and they're ahead. letting the fans write these yeah. things now or what they think the fans want it's not even it's it's just what oh, will wait rile till them wait enough. till this star wars shit starts really kicking no, up and this this is what sucks everybody feels like they have a stake in this because yeah. they saw a movie when they were eight years old mm-hmm. and they're like all right well, I deserve to have a voice in how they make it. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of people went to see the original Star Wars in 1977, right? Mm-hmm. Is that 77? Yeah. Then. <laughs> I thought you were asking me if people saw it back then. <laughs> right? Yeah, or did it bomb? Yeah. I can't remember. But then they came back. Uh, you know, these people went back to their lives. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right. Mm-hmm. You know, with their, their depressing 70s jobs or whatever <laughs> they did. Or they, they went to their. Uh, their uh, school in like depressing brown outfits, right? Like <laughs> yeah. I feel like everybody wore really depressing brown outfits in the late seventies. Yeah, and uh, then they didn't even they they were like, yeah, I, I, you'd be like, oh, you see Star Wars? Hell yeah, I love that movie. And then they went to go see some other garbage movie that wasn't that good. Wasn't or Star Wars? Uh-huh. And there was a trailer before it, and it's like, guess what? When, the Empire when... Strikes Back, and they're like. Holy shit! They made another Star Wars movie. Yeah. Oh my god! And uh, it was and it's like, yep. And you're not gonna know anything about it, but show up on, uh, you know, no, June, three months from now. Yeah, June sixteenth or whatever. Be there. Yeah. And they're like, awesome. And then a bunch of new adventures happened, and they weren't like, oh man, this art my childhood, man. Yeah. Like they were just like, oh no, this is great. This is an exciting movie. And they hadn't been like, oh no. I saw the uh, the costume they're putting Han Solo in this time. Uh, yeah. That's that's that that that's antithetical to what uh, Han Solo stands for. I can't. <laughs> I hope somebody got fired over that one. Yeah, uh, and it, we everybody needs to be such a part of it, and you're ruining it for yourself. Yeah, you by by thinking that you're an insider. Unless you uh, unless you had a subscription in Variety in 1977, uh huh, you didn't wait, know. Yeah, and even if you did, and you were like some ten year old kid in 1977, it'd mm-hmm. be like box office bof- bofo in the biz in a new scheme. From and you'd be <laughs> yeah, like, you wouldn't I be able to parse. It. I can't uh, understand any of these uh, headlines. Well, that's why I remember at least. Um, I don't remember too much with movies. Like I remember when a Ninja Turtles movie came out, and it was like what. Um, oh, and it's going to be out soon. But um, I remember uh, big time with video games. There were video game magazines that would have what the new games were. But I think they didn't even put them out until the games were almost done. And that's what led to so much like schoolyard. Like, yo, you know, Super Mario Brothers 4 is coming. And, it, and you were like, yeah, maybe this kid's dad yeah. does work for Nintendo. I don't know. The closest we got More to an exciting. insider's view of any of that was uh, watching <laughs> The Wizard. And right. you're like, oh, crap, Super Mario 3? That's what this is going to look like? Yeah, that's going to be a game. I remember once, though, oh, this was maybe the, maybe the worst moment in my life, that uh, <laughs> I went to a, uh, a Bennigan's with my family, and they had uh, one of Your those... family fe- fed you dog food? Yeah, <laughs> while they all ate uh, delicious uh, buffalo wings. Uh, delicious Irish uh, themed buffalo wings. Um, they had one of those at the bar, like a. Um, I don't know if you remember these. I don't remember these. I can go to the bars a lot in the late eighties, but um, it was like a um, Nintendo system that had like twelve games inside of it. Oh yeah, like I remember. Player's that. Choice or something. Yeah, it was yeah, called. yeah. They have them in arcades too, 
and they had. I, I grew up in bars. I, I was a latchkey kid. <laughs> I don't know how, but they had Super Mario Brothers three in there, um, like right around the time the 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 wizard came out. Uh, Fred Savage, Jenny Lewis, uh, Christian Slater. No, he was the oh older brother. yeah yeah the older brother with uh, Jim Bridges, Bo Bridges, Bo Bridges, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a movie. If you that's haven't an all seen star that, cast. yeah. If you guys haven't seen that, check it out. It's pretty great. I watched Nintendo that recently, and it, it lives up. Uh, still, it does not hold up. It, no, it, it holds up. It's a uh, it's a pretty good movie. Like there was more. Sto- I don't remember because previously, all I remember about that movie is they played Super Mario Brothers three before anyone saw it. a new game. Yeah, that's not a, that's not fair. Yeah, and then <laughs> the kid. Um, Somehow knows that there's a warp whistle. No, it's not even the kid. It's uh, Jenny, Jenny Lewis, Lewis yeah. from the crowd. Yeah. Unless she was pumping somebody for, uh, for well, Deets. I think she was pumping that uh, Nintendo game counselor on the phone for uh, Deets. Okay. You know? She was out at the payphone. Yeah. Uh, did she that sounded, actually happen? She sounded older, you know? So in the, this Nintendo game counselor, he thought, like, oh, maybe this is, you know, a, a sultry woman. Yeah. That's, uh, Okay. So yeah, I'm not supposed to. I could get fired for this, but I'm going to give her details about the warp whistle. I mean, what are the chances that uh, she'll scream it from the crowd to help the autistic <laughs> child win the uh, trophy? Win, yeah, win the Nintendo uh, tournament. Um, but yeah, so uh, along with things, not knowing about things, uh, there was a thing this week. I forgot. I did consume other pop culture where um, kind of somewhat out of nowhere... They put out a Doctor Who like seven minute uh, webisode, but oh, a Mobisode, Tom? a Mobisode that you can watch on your mobile phone. Nice, but it had um, uh, Paul McGann, who famously played the Doctor on screen once. Oh, of course, yes, famously in a 1996 Fox TV movie. American, right? Yeah, American. But it was like co-financed by the BBC. It apparently did did well. Did it do Bafo? It did Bafo at the box office yeah. at the at the BBC box office at the Beeb. Beeb. Um, Beeb. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll workshop this. Um, it did Bafo all. Bo at Beeb. Uh, yep. Uh, sure. So it did. It did take a nap. It did really well. In England, because it was Doctor Who, and Doctor Who had been off the air for like seven years by that point. Right. And this was a TV movie, but it was a backdoor pilot. And this was a movie that Fox tried to get um, uh, like Tom Hanks to be uh, the Doctor, like a bunch of really famous people before like the BBC stepped in and were like, no, you can't get a famous American actor. It has to be somebody British, A, and B... If this is a backdoor pilot, well, Tom Hanks isn't going to be around to shoot yeah. a season of this. Oh, they're going to have to do that switch out the the lead, the Teen Wolf to Teen Wolf 2. Well, it's easy with the Doctor because you can just have him regenerate, but that defeats the purpose. Right. Um, so that movie, in that movie, you see the seventh Doctor. He's right. in the beginning of it. He gets gunned down by an L.A. gang because it's the mid-90s and that's what everybody was afraid of. Um, which is such an unfitting end for uh, like a you know at the time like seven hundred year old alien that can travel through time and space. He gets shot by an Asian gang in L.A. Um, turns into Paul McGann. Um, 
uh, Eric Roberts plays the bad guy. Like it's such a, a mid nineties thing. But anyway, the movie did not, the TV movie did not do well here. It did not get picked up to go to, um, uh, series. They were, they were hot on Herman's head at the time. Tom, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, the, this guy, Paul McGann, played the doctor in a lot of um, audio plays. They did a lot of those. So his adventures continued, but he was never seen as the doctor again. Um, but he was considered part of canon, even though there were like weird things. Let's in the move show. it along, Tom. So anyway, out of nowhere this week, they show this uh, mini episode where Paul McGann's in it. He's playing the doctor. Wow, I bet you nearly you I bet you spit your coffee all over your computer screen. I kind of did. Like um but but my point is that it was exciting because I wasn't expecting it. Exactly. And and literally he comes out of he lands on a spaceship, but this woman's crash landing and um she's uh, the computer's like we are getting a physician for you and she's like I don't need a do-. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Doctor, I need a, a, a whatever, a mechanic or what, you know, space mechanic. And then you just hear a voice say, I'm a doctor. And then it cuts to him and he says, but probably not the one you were expecting, which is a nice little meta like, yeah, no, sure. sh- holy shit, I wasn't expecting you. And did you say that to the TV <laughs> as you were holding your dog on your lap? Yeah. Ginger, we were we were <laughs> this was the last person we were expecting, the last doctor we were expecting. Um, but you got to see him regenerate um, into uh, spoiler into uh, John Hurt, actually. Uh, so it it set up who that guy was and everything, but it was just... so wait they didn't even let this guy in the special they just put him on a mobile episode yeah, oh. but this, guy, this guy's been hitting the <laughs> for the, the shit for under the stick two for a while now yeah no oh, I... you can be in radio plays <laughs> that's cool right um, and then oh yeah you want to be a part of the uh, the fiftieth anniversary great um, we're gonna do this thing on YouTube yeah no actually in their defense um, the you know, you... You're not going to sit here and defend uh, the 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 crew of uh, Doctor Who. In their defense, the production characteristic, the production value was um, the same as as the regular show. Sure, uh, it it wasn't done cheaply. Uh, the showrunner wrote the episode. It wasn't like a, a cast off thing. And I actually kind of like the idea that they aren't trying to just pack this thing to the absolute also brim. you're always you're always just uh excited by multi-platform two two screen experience <laughs> exactly. right 
Well, I just like that they're they're not trying to pack this thing to the brim. Uh, you know, the doctor is going to regenerate, but it's going to happen in the Christmas special, not this special. They're not trying to be like, we're going to get every doctor. And then this is going to be the episode where he regenerates and this is going to happen. Nah, it's like, it's why, like well, why the thing's get, only an hour long. Like, I get all the asses in the seats for one hour when we no. can string this along and a bunch of you morons will tune in every week. Well, I'm not but, endearing myself to a lot of people, <laughs> am I? No, but, but even the, the uh, season finale of The Last Doctor Who season they found a way to bring all the doctors into it and you found out who his companion really was like they wrapped up a lot of stuff and i like that because it was like all right good don't string along everything just to be you know pow all right we're gonna put everything in this it was great we saw something that diehard nerd fans always wanted to see like what happened to that dude that's in the 50 years of doctor who that's the one doctor we didn't see how he died and how he regenerated. They found a way to put it in a seven-minute episode. Mobisode. Mobisode. This guy got to be the doctor again. How does that compare to the lost Mobisodes Ugh. and the 24 Mobisodes? It's so much better than those. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a movement now for like, hey, this guy's really good. Like A movement. No, you know make, what? Make more stuff with it. Shut up with your movements. Just let the people who are well, making the stuff make the stuff. Don't worry about the actors. Don't worry about the showrunners. And uh, Well, Tim, I, I'm going to ask you nicely to sign my change.org petition. To uh, to make us serious with this guy, we're gonna make <laughs> we're gonna make sure Barack Obama has to comment on this. He has to, um, but but my only my problem with it, and I understand. Take that- a stand, Barry. Are you for or against <laughs> this guy getting his own uh, season as a as a doctor? Um, choose your words carefully, buddy. I I understand the necessity, but what what pissed me off about this whole thing is that this guy, Paul McGann, and um, the showrunner have just lied constantly about, like, you know, this guy, I watched watched an interview that day uh, just because I was curious. Like, I want to see how good of a liar this guy is. And I watched an interview where it was, like, two weeks before this Well, he's a professional actor. Yeah. Two weeks before this this went up, and obviously after they had shot it, where they ask him, and he's like, oh, no, yeah, you know, I am a little bit gutted that I'm not going to be involved in this, but, you know, and, like, he kind of gave a, like, yeah, but, you know, the thing is, we can always come back. Like, if it's not now, maybe it'll be some other time. Wouldn't it be great if he took it the entire (laughs) other way and was like, you know what? (laughs) Yeah, if he, like, if he took out, like, a whiskey bottle, like, showed up to the the interview drunk, and was like, fuck him. (laughs) Hey, never respected my doctor, uh, uh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith can suck an egg. He, he, I don't know. He don't even understand the doctor. I, I studied the doctor for for forty years before I had a bunch of hacks, and then he vomited on the lady. Yeah. You think he vomited on the lady? No, he was in the middle of signing autographs. Uh, I don't think he did any of that stuff. But actually, I don't mind that him lying. But I don't like. I've seen so many things with the showrunner where he's lied about stuff, but then simultaneously chastised fans for like, oh, you think you know this, but you don't. And then it turns out, oh, no, everybody was right in their first assumption. I hate when they try and make certain things big secrets and big reveals when 
it's what everybody assumes the first time. But nobody assumed this. Nobody assumed that this guy was going to be brought back. No, but everybody assumed when they revealed this John Hurt doctor that we never saw before, like, oh, I bet he was in between the 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 dude we never saw regenerate. And I I don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that people in the show were like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not that simple. And it's like, oh, no, it was that simple. Maybe you shouldn't have made this like a big uh, secret. Joke's on you, Tom. I am quoting you on this. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to have this uh, etched into stone. And uh, when when you die, I'm going to I'm going to replace your gravestone with that quote. Well, I just hate, and I've talked about this. Tom, but here's the thing: before they lied, and you're feeling, oh, you told me the other day. Uh, <laughs> I hate that I had to watch all these interviews with him lying, but you were thrilled when you saw it, and you were oh, surprised yeah, no, by I it. Under- I, so everybody is- needs to calm down and just like let th- people make things, mm-hmm. and then you watch them. That's your role in this. Yeah, your role is not to know. Uh, who who wrote it and uh, what what stars are in it and what what the arc of the story is going to be and have input on that? No, your role is to shut up and watch it. And if you don't like it, then stop watching it. But if you do like it, keep watching it. But everybody feels ownership of all this stuff. It's like no, you're just you're a consumer. That's what you do. You are not employed by Doctor Who in any capacity. They don't care what you think. No, they care what I think. No, they don't care. Uh, they do. <laughs> um, no, but he, well, here's my solution to this. Um, I think that all these uh, showrunners and stuff should be able to just say, like, um, yeah, here's the list of questions. Don't bother asking because we're not going to answer them. Uh, we've already been asked them a million times. But they can't do that because, in the, and I, I'm 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 guilty of this. Every time there's a tweet from like you know one of these sci-fi blogs I follow, where it's like, you know, the headlines find out what Stephen Moffat had to say when we asked him what doctors will be appearing in the fiftieth, and like what he had to say was like, oh yeah, unfortunately none of them are going to be in it. But I don't know. I think if I were a show, like I would just refuse. Same thing with, uh, you know, the other thing I'm a giant nerd about Apple, every financial call, uh, of this huge multinational multi-billion dollar company at the very end, they take questions from analysts. Um, there's always some dope who's like trying to, uh, ply, uh, Tim cook for information about like the next iPhone. It's like, he's not going to tell you He's not going to say anything. And now I'm going to have to see f- for the next week people parsing. Oh, you, you know, have to see this, Tom. His, his, oh, my God. You his, have to his see this? off the cuff. Like, that, what, well, a, what a terrible thing you have to do. No, oh, but, what a life. But what, it's like. What a life. It affects the stock price. Who cares? I care. I have stock. Yeah, well. But it will be like, oh, he jokes said. On like, you look for, at, for being a part of the system, man. It's like, look at this. This live um, off the grid, like me. You won't bother, be bothered by any. Look of this. at this choice of words. He said he didn't not say that this would happen. That's life, yeah. and and well, that's analysts. And everybody who watches a TV show or a movie and likes it fancies themselves an analyst of that instead of just a guy that's some slob loser that likes a movie or a yeah. TV show. Well, actually, and that's what to go back to Arrow. That's what I like about Arrow that 
they're fitting a lot of stuff from the DC universe that even I don't know about. So I'll watch something and there'll be some new character. I'm like, oh, cool. And then I'll look uh, look up that character on Wikipedia. I'll be like, oh, awesome. This is like some character from the 70s that they're doing a different spin on. Great. I have a solution that's better than your solution. Oh, I also need to uh, issue a formal apology from last week's hour episode. Maybe we'll wait for the end for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Continue. Here's my solution to, uh, you said uh, the showrunners mm-hmm. uh, should just uh, give a list of questions that he's not going to answer. Mm-hmm. How about... Hey, Tim, or she... Hmm. There can be lady showrunners. Really makes they run the lady shows, Tim. Like uh, soap operas. Yeah. Okay. Um, How about the showrunners? Uh huh. Don't do interviews. (laughs) Yeah. No. I. How about we go back to not caring about showrunners or just not knowing about? You know who ruined this? Uh, I know you're gonna say Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse. Yeah. Before that. Friggin' like, all right. Nobody here. knew who was running shows. Who ran? Who is the showrunner on Quantum Leap? Exactly. Nobody knows. Probably I mean, Scott nerds- ba- Al. Al was really <laughs> the mastermind behind everything. I would assume, right? Yeah, but even like, um, uh, you know, real nerdy shows that people love, uh, like Star Trek: The Next Generation. Who is the showrunner on that? No. I, they probably had ten showrunners over the course of that thing. Not even that. Like, uh, and people weren't like, "Oh, I'm a huge fan of the showrunner." No, I'm a big uh, Star Trek fan. I like uh, the the guy with the 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 hair clip over his eyes. Another one that's a robot. Seinfeld was the most popular television show in America mm-hmm. in 1996. Yeah. Larry David, after the seventh season, uh-huh. just up and left. Yeah. Nobody knew about that. Right. Nobody cared. Uh-huh. And like now we know because we're in this era of like, oh, blah, blah. like he touched up, he, he rewrote every script that came yeah. in. Like, and that's why he left. He was overworked. There was no interview with him. Mm-hmm. There was no fan outrage at the beginning of season eight yeah. when it did dip in quality. Yeah. Like, uh, no, nobody, you know, it, it was fine. And Seinfeld's. Seinfeld, yeah, it's great. still had wacky storylines that somehow improbably tied together at the end. Glenn and Les Charles on Cheers mm-hmm. created the show. Mm-hmm. They uh, they stopped uh, after season two. Really? Yeah. And that went on for what ten seasons? And if you watch that, knowing that, yeah, you can kind of see like it got a little broader. It got after a little that. rocky, probably for a bit. Yeah, when, but when like they were finding their legs. And you know what? And people were probably watching it and like turned on the season premiere of uh, season three and maybe were like, oh, yeah, that was an all right episode. It wasn't great. Yeah. But they weren't like, oh, this is missing the Charles stamp on it. To the uh, forums. I can't, I can't even. Uh, this is a completely different show, which is why it's bullshit mm-hmm. how when everybody's like, Oh, I will not watch Community season four. Yeah, because Dan Harmon was ousted. Mm-hmm. Like, come on! Like, yeah, and it's all about expectation, right? Yeah. If you go into something thinking that this guy was a genius, mm-hmm. and nobody can can even make anything watchable mm-hmm. unless it's him, it's it's messing with your perception of it. You're not gonna want it. You're you're predisposed to dislike it. Yeah. You're you're looking for every single flaw you can. Well, and I think especially a medium like television that's so collaborative, that's insulting to everyone else, that's insulting to the other writers, and it's insulting to the cast and the yeah. directors. It's like, well, no, it wasn't everybody else was mediocre and there was one genius. Like, no, this is 
Yeah. The the thing that I will say about community that I've always loved about that show is they have a fantastic cast. Yeah. Like they have, you know, Joel McHale can sell the dumbest joke. Uh, The Dean is he gets, you know, the dumbest things to say, but he's an amazing actor. I forget his real name. What is his real name? Uh, Dean. <laughs> Dean. He wrote. Uh, yeah. The Descendants. The Descendants. Yeah. Um, an Oscar-winning screenwriter. Yeah, but um, but Jim Rash. Yes. Um, but but that's th- that to me was always the thing about that show. I wasn't, but you wouldn't know unless you read mostly. It's fine. I, mostly I, Dan I, Harmon's own writings yeah, about about how smart he is. Uh, you wouldn't know that. Like, oh, there's somebody taking credit for why the show is so good. And when hell did we even know who a show yeah who a showrunner is like dan yeah. harm is giving all these friggin' interviews yeah all right here's what he says i love arrow i don't know who the showrunners are i assume yeah. the green arrow i'm sure or yeah. the green lantern at least <laughs> tim the green lantern's not in it um so aaron sorkin uh-huh uh the the guy right. behind the west wing mm-hmm. he left after season four but it was like rocky he kind of got like ousted yeah um so, uh, from his Wikipedia page, Sorkin never watched any episodes beyond his writing tenure apart from 60 seconds of the fifth season's first episode, the first mm-hmm. one that he didn't yeah. show run, describing the experience as, quote, like watching somebody make out with my girlfriend. I mean, that's fine. Like, yeah, I, I get can it see that. Like, you're, if you're, you're ousted from the yeah. show that you created, yeah. that's fine. Like, that's actually kind of like a cute thing and he came yeah. back in the end like Larry David did and like wrote uh, the last the, episode yeah. or two and like made a cameo and it's he, I think he realized it's a television show mm-hmm. and he'd go on to do great things like Studio 60 on the Sunset <laughs> Strip and, um, uh, well and there's also a certain level of like well how mad can I be I'm still getting paid millions of dollars from the show even though I don't do I have nothing to do with it anymore now here's Dan Harmon mm-hmm. uh, talking about season four of uh community community. Mm -hmm. man watching those characters without me there is just fucking not cool man sorry (laughs) it was on a different line it's like flipping through instagrams and watching your girlfriend just blow a million other guys like all right it's the same exact sentiment yeah except it's taken a little bit further yeah um and then uh on a different there's some uh, he he was trying to uh, you know find the silver lining. Mm-hmm. There's something awesome about having all the those preconceived notions ripped away from you. It's exciting. There's something exciting about being held down and watching your family get raped on a beach. It's liberating. It makes you focus on what's important. All right, all right, dude. Yeah. It's a TV show. It's a sitcom. It was a pretty hit or miss sitcom. Yeah, and uh, it was hit or miss in the writing. Uh, the entire time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, the uh, performances were always solid. The performances really... Uh, and to hear him go on and on about uh, uh, classic structure and character yeah. development and stuff, Jeff Winger learned the same goddamn lesson <laughs> in 43 episodes of Community. Yeah. Like, and he always gave a big speech. Like, it was... It was at the end of the day, still an episode of friggin' Full House. Like, let's yeah. not... Uh, there yeah, were more it, dick jokes in it, but... Yeah, it was more meta than, uh, yeah. you know, it, it knew what it was, but, uh, but it, yeah, it wasn't deconstructing the, the sitcom formula yeah, as, as much as he's he'd yeah. like to think it is. 
And that's everybody. Like, the, the same people that are with him mm-hmm. on this. Like, yeah, I'm boycotting this. Uh, FNBC. Uh, they're the same people who, like, if they had known in 1996 that Larry yeah. David was leaving, they would have burned Jerry Seinfeld in effigy. Yeah. Like, uh, how dare he continue yeah. with it after the true genius had left. Just, it, guys, you're not a part of this. Right. Like, if you don't like a show... Don't watch it anymore. Yeah, uh, it's as simple as that. If you don't, if you think a movie uh, ruined uh, a thing that you liked, don't go see the next one in that series. Yeah, it doesn't ruin what you've already liked. Yeah, I, I hate didn't... when people say their their childhood has been uh, assaulted. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you. Th- no, it hasn't. Like you just don't know how to deal with adult life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know how to separate reality from fantasy. If the Smurfs movie, the fact that they made the Smurfs into a CGI movie for yeah. kids uh, causes you any kind of existential pain, <laughs> you know what? You should see a goddamn therapist because you never even really liked the Smurfs when you were a kid. Yeah. Everybody hated that show. You're wrong. I kind of like the Smurfs. Yeah. But I kind of like the Smurfs the way I kind of liked everything where it was just like, oh, it was it's, on. It's it was on cartoon. television. Like, when you're a kid and you go to a movie, <laughs> yeah. did you ever see a movie in a theater when you were a kid that you weren't like, well, oh, that what was... a clunker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were just like, man, that just blew me away because it was a movie that was filmed competently <laughs> and it was like, the yeah. music was synced up with everything. Nothing and was like, too dark where you couldn't see it. Yeah. Uh, you understood what everybody said sometimes. Like, uh, like the conversations made sense between yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. People who were upset that uh, Katy Perry was playing uh, Smurfette. It's like, oh, the character who Gargamel made as a trap to try and yeah. get the Smurfs so he could eat them. It's fine that Katy Perry plays her. Yeah. This isn't. And were you upset when it's Tiffany not a played? Well, yeah. Were you upset when Tiffany played Judy Jetson in the Jetsons movie? No, you were fine. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I did. That's an interesting fact, Tim. I'm full of them. Hey, this week's episode of uh, Pop Everything is brought to you by Audible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a free 30-day trial and an audiobook download of your choice by going to audiblepodcast.com slash pop everything. We got a recommendation. If you're listening to this week's episode and you're like, man, these guys know a lot of behind-the-scenes trivia about certain shows, like maybe Cheers or Seinfeld, where do they find that out besides Wikipedia? Well, I'll tell you where. <laughs> Uh, my, my variety subscription it costs a fortune exactly but you, you need to hire a professional a, year. Uh, a professional uh hollywood uh biz translator for mm-hmm. that otherwise you tell know. me what a skein is yeah uh you can read it in this book called or you listen to it in a book yeah tim it's audible it's audible you put it in your ears mm-hmm. that's not their slogan but it could be yeah uh, top of the Rock, Inside the Rise and Fall of Musty TV. Actually, uh, I thought this was a great book. It was written by... Oh, uh, is that the oral history one? Yeah, and it was uh, Warren Littlefield, uh, an executive at oh, the yeah, time yeah. there. And he just went in... He was in, like the top guy. Yeah, the top man. Mm-hmm. Top men. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, he uh, interviews other top men about... Uh, it, it focuses... <laughs> about what it's like to be a top man. No, it's, it focuses on uh, Cheers, Friends, Seinfeld, Frasier, um, ER, you know, all the... All, all the, the hits. All the hits. From NBC's heyday. And uh, 
You know what? This is what we were talking about. I don't know where this is going. We're we're recording this after we recorded the episode. So many. Ah, jeez. Well, now we're calling back something that they definitely haven't heard yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just get to uh, audiblepodcast.com slash pop everything. You can get that book or any other book that you want to listen to. They have over 150,000 books. You'll find something you're, you'll like, and if, and if you don't... That's on you. That's on you. You need to have more interests. You need to be more open-minded. All right, Tim, I think uh, think we're all out of time. We are. Can you imagine <laughs> if uh, David Lynch was going out there uh, every week on Twin Peaks having to like hold everybody's hands through it? Like, what was the deal with that uh, yeah. little person speaking uh, in back? Like, and he'd just have to be like, oh, I don't know, just watch it. Yeah, yeah it, it, sp- it should speak for itself. That's why David Chase... Mm-hmm. Is uh, the greatest showrunner? Like I like Vince Gilligan. Yeah, but he's got a dumb goatee. Gilligan, <laughs> and also like I get it. Everybody likes the spotlight. That's mm-hmm. fun. But like yeah. I don't need to hear you talk. Like it's same thing. Look, they've institutionalized. They've they've sanctioned mm-hmm. <laughs> um, fans talking about stuff. They've tried to um, make water cooler conversation official. By having Chris Hardwick host it every week, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, no, the fun of talking about stuff is, you know, coming up with stuff with your friends. It's not Chris Hardwick asking somebody who knows and forcing that person who knows to, to, lie to be about, coy about yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, that was the example I gave of uh, the, uh, you know, in the, the Breaking Bad episode where he's asking RJ Mitty, like, what do you think, uh, you know, Walt Jr. would feel when if he found out? And it's like, well, he's already filmed all the episodes. Yeah. He knows what he he's the one who had to act right. <laughs> like. Wh- but that's my and I thing. I don't care what he has to say about it. I care what you have to say about it, Tom, because you're my friend and you're like, oh, but like, what if he found out this way? Well, oh, and then we get, you know, and, and- or even I would be interested in seeing an interview with him after everything's said and done. Like, well, what was your process for that? Yeah, I'm but not interested in that. I'm not that interested, <laughs> but that's fine. What I'm not interested in is watching an actor have to lie and dance around because they're being asked a question that is a spoiler. Like, you don't want to know. That's that's the thing with all this stuff is that they're just asking, like, give us a spoiler, give us a spoiler. Like, and, but everybody hates spoilers, but, but the studios will put them out there to do yeah. that. Cause it will increase the hype mm-hmm. because they know if Chris Hardwick's asking you that question, it's going to get linked to on a bunch of blog, you know, yeah. see, and what, people will at least know what lying? time was the finale telling? is. On. Yeah. Ugh. God, Just set your DVR, set your DVR guys. I haven't had a DVR in a long time. I just got one. It's the worst. I have so many old uh, Ramsey's Kitchen nightmares on there. <laughs> All that stuff's on Netflix. I know, but like this, this, <laughs> this like, is quicker. <laughs> it's quicker, and it's like I don't have to choose which one. Like, and it's yeah. a nice variety of them. They don't go in order. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. That's it for this week's Pop Everything. Um, you can uh, find us at uh, tcgt.com, even though that's nothing to do with it. Well, it, it has a lot to do with it because it's another show we Tom, do. this is essentially the same show. As, you realize it's become <laughs> the same show as TCGT. Well, but there's no... Uh, we don't even try to be funny here. Sure, it happens naturally. Oh, my God. It, it's like nonstop. It's, you can't... 
It's it's you can't uh, contain a wildfire. No, we stay on topics, and the topics are boringer. <laughs> um, you can uh, you say this as we're about to uh, uh, record our complete guide to everything episode for this week, entitled "Personal Finance." <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, a way for you to be a terrible showrunner and be lifting the curtain. Sarah Bay, people don't need to know the order that we're filming these things in, that we're not filming, but uh, recording these things to audio tape in. You you let it slip that we're filming these for a future special edition DVD <sighs> well, release. people though. didn't know until you just oh, said God, that. I, yeah, that was pretty. You can uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pop everything. Um, Follow right? us on Twitter at pop everything. Is it or is it Pop Everything Podcast? Pop Everything Podcast. Yeah, Facebook.com slash Pop Everything Podcast. Twitter is oh, Pop yeah. Everything. Uh, fa- uh, Facebook.com slash Pop Everything is a balloon popping fetish site. Oh, is it? No, but imagine. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. And uh, if you have, uh, we didn't get to do the 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 uh, bottom two, top two. No, we got some good suggestions. Did we? I haven't looked in there. But you can email us, popeverything at gmail.com. And if you're doing your holiday shopping or any other shopping through Amazon, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure you are, uh, go through tcgte.com slash Amazon, and uh, we get a little little kickback. Yeah. Doesn't cost you anything. See you next week. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.